Hi, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of Woke and Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 75th episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woken Free Wednesday, you know that Woken Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything that's important to us, to you, the world, and nothing is off the table. In this episode, we're talking all about how to build a business with no money with special guest Denise Chapers. But before we dive deep in the subject, we have a couple of questions to ask you. First, have you subscribed to Woken Free on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and all the other platforms we're on? If not, please, we greatly appreciate it if you go to WokenFree.com and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe away to at least three other platforms so that you can get Woken Free in a multitude of fashions and ways. Next, have you shared an episode? If not, y'all know how many people want to start a business with no money. You better share, share, share away now. Thank you. And then of course, if you haven't hollered at us on social media and you you just, something comes to mind, you want to share breaking news with Woken Free, please do so on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even YouTube at Woken Free. And then of course, if you are interested in giving us a bit more of your time and you'd like to review the show on any of the platforms we're on, whether it's iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, we would love your support and your honest feedback. So please review, review, review away. Now it's time to get started and really talk all about who our special guest is, right? So Denise Schaefers, who is she? She was born and raised in Trenton, New Jersey. She's a business entrepreneur, real estate investor, and author. She's the owner of Sheer Bliss Hair Lounge and Spa in West Orange, New Jersey, a salon spa that was created to cater to women who are suffering from hair loss. She's also been featured in Black Enterprise Magazine for the vision and work she does at Share Bliss. Having a full-time job since she was 14 years old, she's always been a hard worker, determined to not allow her environment to limit her chances at being successful. And she always knew at an early age that she wanted to be an entrepreneur. You go girl. But after losing her hair from a chemical treatment while in college, it was then she decided she wanted to own a salon, a salon and spa to help women with their own hair loss journey. She graduated from high school with at an early age at the age of 16 with a full academic scholarship and went to obtain her Bachelor of Science in Business Administration from Keene University. While in college, she successfully obtained her real estate license from Wykert Realtors and then graduated in 2006 from Keene and went on to get her cosmetology license from Empire Beauty School. She's faced much adversity in life from having to file for bankruptcy to getting custody of her sister at the age of 24, her ability to grow and maintain a successful business despite the many setbacks and struggles throughout her life inspired her to write her debut book, Pray for Rain, A Guide to Building Your Business with Little to No Money. So without further ado, let's get to our interview. Each week we like to share a little bit about us before we dive into the topic for the episode. Last week we shared, would you rather live in a windmill or lighthouse? This week we are sharing, how do you prefer to get your news I would say because I'm always on social media, social media, number one, but you have to be careful about fake news, uh, not just actual fake news, but news that's false, that's claiming to be real. <laughs> so it's a little bit tricky and dicey there, but social media, definitely a fan of uh, watching news programs in small bits because I don't necessarily love many news channels. And then lastly, uh, articles online, probably. How about you? 
I like to get my news the classic way, and that's on the telly. And I like to do it usually in the morning while getting dressed. You do realize you're an American, right? The telly? Yeah. I don't know what that is, but that's what I use to get my news. Oh, okay. It's something that was just shown to me. That's how I do it. I don't know. You youngsters, you're so funny. (laughs) Youngsters, exactly. (laughs) But I just keep it old school. I don't go to the social media for my news. I'll see it on there. I see it on there, but that's, you know... It's not the I mean, biggest I don't thing. think anyone's going out for news unless you're like literally retired and you're you are excited to turn on CNN in the morning. I think most people are just absorbing news. I don't know if we're like actively searching. I just I just have it as a background thing. It's something to eat the Cheerios to. When's the last time you had Cheerios, Glow? Why are you lying? What I'm that's just <laughs> you know what that means. You know, I mean cereal by that. I don't want to say it's my favorite Oreo O's. I'm not gonna hey, put that out there. Nice. That's nice, what nice. I like to eat to it. But yeah, when I'm having breakfast, I just put the news on and see what's going down. You're confused. Then also uh, actually what they did now is they updated the phone, so now they give you these like news feeds that come right oh, in the notification. Hey, so I do read those have, sometimes. Uh, a Google alert set too on your phone. That's you know? what I'm saying. Yeah, Google News, it it just shows yeah, up in my notification. True. It says you might be interested. So I look at that really quick. I'll do that. True. So mm. that's where I get news from, and I always look. I read blogs and stuff, but I don't count that as news. Excuse you. I just count. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically some of it's as news, long as it's accurate. It's news reporting. I guess like, some. I guess yeah. it could be thought of like that. There's but, journalism that can yeah. be found in blogs. I know. Excuse I don't. You. I just consider it a blog, though. I don't consider it like typical news because some things aren't verified yet. It's like hurting the hearsay. heart of your blogger wife. How lovely. No, because some of it's hearsay, is what I'm saying. Yes, but there. It's the just, problem is that I find that's so funny is that people try to downplay blogs or uh, other alternative sources of media when it's just like they could equally be right and or more right than mainstream media so it's like hold your horses guys you know there's no one who can hold a mirror and say that they are without fault above all others so relax blogs have news too thank you mm. all right let's hear what Denise has to say <laughs> i prefer to get my news uh i guess through social media some type of digital way because my phone is always by my side Mm-hmm. I okay. <laughs> and so would you say you watch like videos or do you read like articles that somebody might have posted on social I media? Read, I usually read articles or like um if you know like in essence they how they have a um an online article that they do like online newspaper. So I, I, I usually read like online articles and stuff like that. Okay. Now we'll just jump into the main topic. Can you share a little bit about what your book, Pray for Rain, A Guide to Building Your Business with Little to No Money, is about? Yes. So Pray for Rain is a book that I wrote to kind of show people what I was able to do when I first started out with getting my business up and running. Um, I went through a lot of pitfalls, a lot of setbacks, and it took me a long time to get my salon up and running, eight years to be exact. So I wanted to write something that would help other entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs to understand that even though they don't have the, if they don't have the funding or if they come from a place of lack where they don't have um, a financial background or money saved in the bank or people that's willing to help them, how they're still able to build off of free resources, free resources Mm. that you can get and still be able to build their business. So it's a, it's a motivational and inspirational book and it's meant to kind of propel people past their circumstances and into their destiny to do it anyway despite whatever the odds are for for them and i showed them how they could do it through my own means how i did it myself 
Phenomenal. Okay, so it took you eight years to get the salon up and running, or like this yeah. was a journey of eight. Oh, okay, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was a journey. I mean, it was a journey of eight years, but um, I had I attempted to start it a long time ago. You know, in that during that process, but um, those eight years were is pretty much time that I I used to learn. You know what I was missing, why I couldn't, why it took me so long to get it started. You know, there were mm. things that. I needed to see and I needed to go through in order to get to the point where once I was open, I was able to stay open consistently and I was able to build and, and continue to grow. So I just look at it as a learning experience, a time frame where, you know, I was meant to, you know, see things and learn things that I wouldn't have learned had I not gone through the things that I went through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay. And what would you say in this journey so far has been like the biggest lesson that you've learned as an entrepreneur, as an author, etc.? Um. Wow, so many, so many major lessons. But I would say uh, one of the biggest lessons is well, one thing that I'm learning right now that I was just talking about is is team, like how how important mm. it is to not put everything on yourself and think that you could be the accountant, you can be the lawyer, you could be the cashier, that you could be the social <laughs> media person. I mean, we sometimes we try to do it all because sometimes we don't want to give the the power to someone else or we don't want to put the trust in someone else to kind of carry help us carry out our dreams. But sometimes it's because we just don't know the right people to be in business with or to partner with. I've done partnerships before that haven't worked out. So, um, but right now, the one of the major lessons that I'm learning and still working through is that I need a team in order to go further. There's only a certain cap where you can go by yourself. At some point, you need to add people to that collective effort so that you can go further along and, and do, you know, the big scope of what it is that you're trying to do. Absolutely. What are the key tips for building a business without any money? Key tips yeah. to building a business without money is one, to utilize your resources. So we everybody has access to in, the internet nowadays. Uh, and a lot of this stuff, a lot of that information is online. A lot of the things that you can do to build your business, to start a business, we don't have the funding, you can research it. So during those eight years that I was unable to get my business actually open, I was like online, I was trying to figure out you know, what I needed, how much money I needed, a lot of stuff you need to, you need to know what you need and and where to get it from. So um, my, for instance, I have a salon and my salon is a, a full service salon caters to women who have cancer and lupus and alopecia or any type of hair loss. And I wanted to be able to reach people who needed custom wigs, who needed, um, different hair replacement units and stuff like that. So I started looking up cancer institutes and um, other organizations that are geared towards these people. And so once I reached out to them, told them what I was trying to do, they were willing to collaborate with me for free. They were willing to post my information for free, to repost my my um, flyers and just things that I was planning on doing, my crowdfunding campaigns that I ran. They were willing to kind of help out and even support that because it was a common cause. So I, I feel that, you know, if you are doing something of substance or if you're trying to do a business and you're not really sure about how to get the funding, you got to figure out first who your audience is and who needs what it is that you're going to sell, what you're going to offer. 
And if you find a way to collaborate with them early, like before, maybe before you even get it off the ground, but just create that relationship, then you're kind of able to get them to do things that don't cost money. I love okay. that. Yeah, I'm, a, wow. I'm a, I also, like you, firm believer in the power of collaboration, the power of building on exist, existing networks. Uh, so many people, when they get started with business, they're like, I have to do everything. And it's like, have you heard the phrase, you know, don't, if it's not broke, don't fit, like you can't fix it, right? Like someone else has created networks. Why are you not tapping into it? You are now listening to Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. A podcast that gets real and personal. I'd love to hear as well for you. How did you kind of uh, broker those collaboration moments? Was it through email? Was it through social media? Because I think a lot of people think it's a great idea, but then they're like, well, how do I get started? So <laughs> I think it'd be great if you shared that. Right. So some of the stuff I had to do in person, because sometimes it's mm. nothing like it's nothing like creating that in-person relationship and, um, you know, going to a person's facility, shaking mm. hands with them, showing them that you're serious about what you say you want to do and mm. providing like the the background. So I, I had pamphlets. I had literature. I would take that with me when I was going to dermatologist offices to pitch my um, information to them about because I'm a hair loss specialist and I do what's called a hair and scalp analysis, I would take my machine with me and go to the dermatologist's office, pull it out, show them what it looked like. And I would do demos to show them, you know, once I'm able to get a client in my chair and I can put my analysis machine up to their scalp, what it looks like and what I can see from the inside to determine if the hair is going to grow back or not. So sometimes, and those relationships mean a lot because it's a lasting impression. It's not somebody sending them an email because they get emails all the time. It's not someone trying to contact them because I'm sure they get calls all the time. And they're busy. They have, you know, a lot of stuff on their schedule as well. So sometimes you may get that one shot, that one moment, that five minutes to be in front of somebody to show them who you are and what you can do. And you got to make it count. So if I can get to them. If they're within my vicinity of driving to them and I can go there and meet with them in person, then I always opt to do that. If I can't meet with them in person, then I'll definitely send them an email. But um, consistency. One thing about me is that I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a real grinder. So it's like even if I reach out to you once and you don't get back to me right away, a lot of people get discouraged and say, well, you know, forget it or I didn't hear from them. I'll keep con contacting you. I'll keep calling. I'll, you know, I'll pop up, you know, I'll send an email, I'll follow up with a phone call, whatever it is, because you got to be that hungry, especially mm -hmm. if you don't have the funding, you have to be that hungry to do it anyway. Mm. That's a really great point. Awesome. Okay. So you prefer, you really love that in-person kind of really uh, personal touch. Okay. And that, and you, and you feel like that for you has made the difference in, in building relationships right. and getting things out there. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because when they see it for themselves, mm -hmm. then they, they feel differently about it that as opposed to me just explaining it to them when they can see, you know, see it and I have they can see I have a passion for it and um, it's a market for it, then, you know, usually they're on board after that. Mm, gotcha. Now, uh, so you shared kind of the tips for kind of how to move forward if you don't have any money. Now, what were what are mistakes that you, given your experience in your journey, that people should avoid when they're trying to get started? And you know, like things that you now know, right? Like, oh, shouldn't have done that. What what would you say to that? Well, certain things that you can do yourself, um, like you know, and the certain things that you can't. 
so I learned that early on that, okay, I have to really figure out how to um, use my the money that I do have wisely because I can do my own brochures. I can do my own business cards. And I still do to this day. I still do my own brochures, my own business cards. I design them myself. But um, there's certain things that you can't do. So, for instance, like a logo, I had to pay for. I had to pay someone to do a really good website because sometimes your website is the face of your business. It is the face of your business. But sometimes people don't make it past your website if it's a terrible, you know, website that's put together. So one of the things that I learned is that um, you can't do everything. You can't be everything. So if you don't have the funding, you have to kind of ration and decide what the money, the the money that I do have at my disposal, what am I going to use that for? I need to use that for the things that I absolutely can't do in my business. So I need Mm -hmm. to make sure that I have a lawyer on my team because anytime I'm doing any type of um, agreements or contracts, I definitely got to have somebody look over that. I had a situation where I would look over my own contracts and just read, do my own operating agreements when I did partnerships. And that turned out to be a terrible idea because when mm-hmm. that partnership dissolved and things didn't go well, I, the only thing I had to fall back on was my operating agreement, which I had not mm-hmm. had looked over by a lawyer, you know? So um, things like that is something that I would say is something that I regret, but you know, everything is hindsight is twenty twenty. you live and you learn. And so mm-hmm. now going forward, I know that, you know, I certain things you definitely have to have. You definitely should have an accountant or a bookkeeper. Um, you definitely should have a lawyer or some type of service where you have access to a lawyer for any type of business issues that you need to consult with someone about. And you definitely have to do a website, have a website paid for by someone. Um there are websites, there's places that they do where they do websites where you like, you can build your own website if you don't have the funding. But, and I, and in the beginning I did, I I was, I did a website off Vistaprint at one point and then I did one off Wix. But one, as soon as I was in a position to pay a little bit extra to have someone do one for me, I did. And one of the good things is that I was, I started linking up with organizations that uh, help small businesses like uh, myself and they will connect you and network you with other business owners so in my group that i graduated from this um nonprofit organization that is called rising tide capital i was when i graduated from there i found out that there were other people who graduated from there that were like website people so i was able to link up with them and then i got a website done for super cheap because we both were starting out our businesses and but they knew what i they had something that i needed so, you know, sometimes it's, it's like if you don't have the funding at first to get it done, you got to link up with other organizations where you may be able to find the person that you need to, to help you out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. And what would you say are just like lasting words of wisdoms, wisdom that you would say for people who want to get started? Maybe they are lacking resources, they're lacking confidence. Uh, what What would you say to that person? Um. I would say that, you know, life is, you got to pick your heart. Life is hard. It's hard to get up every day to decide that you're going to work for somebody else for the rest of your life or decide that you're going to limit yourself on what you're able to do. That's hard. It's hard opening a business and taking that risk and stepping out on faith and, you know, kind of believing something before it it comes into fruition. So you got to pick your heart. 
which one which one is are you able to live with at the end of the day and mm. there is no way that you're going to get anything without a struggle without some obstacles so if you think it's, it's going to be easy then this this is not for you but it is <laughs> so rewarding at the end of it it's so it's so much it's so much greatness at the end of it once you're able to successfully carry out a dream that you started a long time ago like it was nothing like getting my salon open after eight years nobody could take that away from me nobody could mm. say you know it was just mine it was mine it's, it's my like my baby and I'm so thankful for it and every day you get up you'll you'll be happy to go and do whatever it takes to make sure it stays open because that's your baby that's your passion it's your dream so you know for people who are discouraged or feel like they they can't do it. It's not a matter of if you can or if you can't. It's a matter of if you're willing to go through it to get what you want. And if you are, then you can definitely make it happen. And there's so much, we have so much uh, resources that are at, are at our disposal right now online, on social media, um, just by talking to different people. Sometimes it's not always going to be right there for you to see it clearly, but then that's when you got to do you know, you got to do some extra work to get it done, mm -hmm. but it's, it's definitely doable and you should stick with it no matter what. Now, if people want to get in touch with you, where should they go? I have two different websites because I have my motivational speaking and I have my book. So if someone wanted to get in touch with me for something pertaining to that, they could go to my website, which is www.tanishechavers.com. And um, the last name is spelled C-H-A-V-E-R-S, first name, Tanise, T-A-N-E-I-C-E. So TanisheChavers.com. There's links that on that website, there's links to see, to get my book, which is on Amazon. It's on Walmart. Um, and I also list the different events that I'll be at on the website so you can see it throughout the year and contact me that way um or you can go to my social media which is for instagram is at tanise.chavers and uh facebook is the same thing tanise chavers love it then, and oh go ahead and i was going to say and then for my salon if, if someone is uh suffering from like hair loss and they're looking for a salon where they can go to get help or just a, if they just need a new salon home in general because we do all services you can go to my other website which is uh, www.sheerblisshairandspa.com and sheer is spelled s-h-e-a-r mm. okay awesome wow. so we definitely will make sure to include that on wokenfree.com and as we were just actually getting this conversation started uh we're in a new year, right? So what are some exciting projects, events, or things that people should be on the lookout from you this year? Uh, so this year I plan on doing some, uh, a lot of speaking engagements. I am putting together my very own, my first um, women empowerment conference. It's called Ladies Building Legacies. And that's mm -hmm. going to be taking place May 4th at Tabula Art Gallery, which is in Rawway, New Jersey. And um, it's going to be a great event. I have not posted the flyer yet. I'm still working on a couple little kinks, but people can look out for that. If you follow my social media on Instagram, 
or even go on Eventbrite, the tickets will be up there probably within the next two weeks or so. So that's one major event that I'm really excited about. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm putting a lot of uh, resources and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it. And then I'm going to be doing... Um, I'm going to be doing a book tour that's kind of going to be going from four different cities without, I'm sorry, throughout the United States. So um, you can look out for that. I'm also going to post that. But if you follow me on social media, social media on, in, on Instagram, I usually post everywhere that I'm going to be and what I'm doing so that people can kind of look out for it and, and you know, show support if they're in that area. Awesome. Very, very cool. Yeah. So, you know, we definitely appreciate you sharing your story. We'll include, you know, all the information for your book, uh, where people can find out about all this wonderful work that you're doing through your salon or as a speaker and as a writer. And just, you know, congratulations on all the success you've had so far, because I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we don't necessarily always take the time to just like sit back and be like, wow, I'm pretty cool. Like I've done a lot. Right. So like, Take mm -hmm. a moment and pat yourself on the back and then yeah. uh, just thank you for sharing your story for with, with the Woken Free Nation. Yes. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Thank Talk you. to you Bye. later. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. We are at that time again. It's the coming of the end of our 75th episode of Woke and Free. Good Lord. This was quite the episode talking about how to build a business with no money with our, again, our special guest, Denise Shapers. So, Will, I leave you hanging for what our next episode will be about. Drum roll, please. On our next episode, we will be talking about what are common sex fetishes. Ow! <laughs> no comment. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to be a guest at our show, please submit a topic at our Contact Us page. That's at WokenFree.com. That is W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. We're super active on social media, so you can always feel free to hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at WokenFree just to holler, just to share news, and even breaking news. How interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, we do want to invite people and businesses alike. If you are interested in being a sponsor for any of our upcoming episodes, please contact us again at our WokenFree.com page on the Contact Us page. And uh, if you'd like to start your own podcast, I'm not sure if you have seen on the website, but for those of you starting a podcast or looking to grow your podcast, please, 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 please feel free to get in touch with us at WokenFree.com. You can fill out a short form and we'll be in touch to help you with your podcasting needs. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode. Make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesday. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time.